Blake Bromley with DigitalDispatch.io here, and after about a month of traveling, I am back in the home studio, back doing my regularly scheduled live cyberly shows on FreightWaves, and as I continue to share these interviews and these clips from being out on the road, and also sharing the best of clips from the cyberly episodes, I'm bringing it back to just recently, just last week's episode, where I wanted to share the number one question that I was asked and that is, how do I start? Referencing, of course, your digital media, your marketing, that was the most common question that I was asked is how do I get started? So in this first segment, in this first clip back, I wanted to break down how you can rebuild or restart or just start in general your marketing plan, your digital media presence online, and where to even dip your toe in the water as far as it's concerned. And so for this first segment, I wanted to share with you guys, it's a little bit more timely with the question or in the answer of how to get started. And then also a lot of the social media news that you might have missed over the last month or so. I think you'll find some good insights in a lot of the changes that you're seeing in the attention economy and how you can adjust your budget or your plans for these last few months of 2021 and leading up into your planning for 2022. So I hope you guys enjoy this short little segment on how to get started and the social media, digital media news that you might have missed topic that I want to dive into is the most common question that I was asked on the road. How do I get started? And as more and more companies, I want to bring up this Gartner survey because they surveyed more than 400 marketers last month and they found that 29% of previous of work handled previously by agencies has moved in-house in the past year. And separate survey conducted by Gartner in 2020 revealed that most marketers commonly bring social media creative production, and content marketing in-house. And the biggest reasons that they're doing it is speed because they can get work done faster, obviously, if somebody is in-house versus hiring somebody that's outsourced or somebody that uh, within a marketing agency that probably has 30 other businesses that they're managing all at the same time. Also, transparency concerns. You can talk about the company a lot better whenever you are in within the trenches of the company and you hear the kind of tones and the verbiage that are being used. And then also costs. It, it, you can save a significant amount of money if you hire the right person to come in-house versus paying some of these marketing agencies upwards of six million, or not six million, but six figures upwards of millions of dollars just to handle your marketing. Now there's advantages to getting an agency, of course, because you have a bigger team, more de- more dedicated team. Uh, they, they have more of a isolated skill sets, as in somebody is specialized in social media marketing, somebody is specialized in video production, and that saves you time from having to find that talent yourself. But bringing that in-house talent, especially some of these unicorn employees who are who can do kind of it all, that's really where the, the where you will find a lot of benefits for hiring somebody in house versus hiring an agency or just kind of ignoring it at all. But a lot of those employees that are working within marketing agencies are also facing burnout. Why? I alluded to it earlier that a lot of workers within an agency they're working with several different companies, several different clients. The hours are insanely demanding, and during a year where 
we saw a lot of the marketing budgets being put on the back burner. Now those budgets have come back and they've come back with a force. So a lot of employees at marketing agencies are facing burnout and they're choosing to go in-house where they can specialize with one company versus several different companies. In fact, a Forrester report forecasting the industry the marketing industry as a whole will shed more than 50,000 jobs over the next two years. So this is a trend of employees going in-house, of marketing employees going in-house, and it's not slowing down anytime in the future. But many of us who are working in freight, we're lucky to even have somebody that's dedicated to marketing. And if you have one person, you probably only have one person and they're tasked with a slew of different job duties. And so that's another concern. And I'm saying if you even have somebody dedicated to marketing, because let's be honest, marketing is usually in logistics. It's on the back burner. It's not a focus. Sometimes the C-suite, the executive team, they know it's important. And so they'll dabble in it from time to time. They'll post to LinkedIn maybe twice a month and they call that marketing or they'll send out an advertisement with a you know a stock image of a semi truck in, in order to call that marketing. It's, it's, it's simply not the case. You need to have dedicated employees or at least one employee that can handle those tasks. But if you don't have that luxury yet, Let's talk about how to get started with a digital marketing plan that you can stay committed to and that you can do yourself, even if you are the CEO of the company uh, or the, the owner of the company and you were just getting started. So the first thing I would advise on how to get started is to pick a content vertical that includes your customers and leads. So are you likely hosting a webinar? Are you regularly communicating with your customer base, with your leads? And then also using insights from those conversations, because if you're not hosting webinars and you're not having conversations with your customers, that should absolutely be at the top of your list to do before you ever start a marketing plan. But the good news is that if you have these conversations, then that fuels the rest of your content marketing ship. So pick a content vertical that includes your customers and leads, and you can do this by hosting a webinar and then conducting customer interviews. Those customer interviews don't have to be public. They can be private conversations, but the insights you're going to learn from those conversations are then going to help you throughout your entire content planning and, and just process mapping for whenever you're developing your content marketing plan. Then the next thing you're going to do is you are going to pick a channel that you own, and then you're going to pick a distribution channel that you rent. So think of platforms that you own. There's only three platforms that you will ever own in the digital space, and that is your website your podcast, and your email list. Those three things are the only thing that you are ever going to own. So you need to pick one of those verticals in order to host your content on. And then the next thing that you want to do is you want to pick a distribution platform. So think social media. When I say distribution platform, I am talking about your social media, your advertising, the channels like that. And so pick a rented piece of land as far as your distribution is concerned. And you want to pick a platform where your audience is already hanging out. So if you're trying to attract drivers, you're not necessarily going to go to LinkedIn in order to recruit drivers. LinkedIn is better suited for brokers, shippers, connecting with them that way. Drivers, it's Instagram, it's YouTube, it's TikTok. These are all the platforms that drivers particularly hang out. And then you want to keep that in mind whenever you're pushing your message out. Are you trying to connect with shippers? Because they're probably hanging out on LinkedIn or Instagram. Or do you want to connect with other brokers, other 3PLs? Then you probably want to 
probably participate on those same platforms, Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn primarily just because there's so much more room for organic reach on LinkedIn versus any other platform that's out there. TikTok, I would argue, but TikTok is still a long journey, I think, for a lot of companies, especially in logistics, in order to make the trek over to that network. But there's a lot of organic growth opportunities. So I will sing the praises of, of TikTok still. And you've listened to this show before, you know that I love that platform. That's probably my favorite, definitely my favorite social media platform closely or follow closely by LinkedIn. So pick a platform that you own, your website, your podcast, or your email list, pick one of those mediums, and then you're going to pick that rented land depending on wherever your audience is hanging out. And the next thing that you want to keep in mind is consistency. We're all busy and there's no, and that is no excuse to not prioritize networking and reaching out to your potential audience because a snowball effect that you could have from this is, is tremendous. And when I say that, that you have to be consistent, it's not, okay, well, I think I'm going to post to social media four times this week. Saying something like that to yourself is nice. But what time are you going to post? Are you going to prioritize it? And the way that I like to do it and the way that helps me the most, because I'm a business owner, I have clients that I manage and and sometimes things get too crazy and I have to put my marketing to the side. That's what happens with a lot of different businesses. And so you are no different. And so being able to place a specific time of the day or a specific day of the week in order to tackle your marketing is probably the best tip that I can give you. I tackle my marketing first thing in the morning when I wake up. I usually will write a little post-it note to myself and I'll tape it to, I'll post it right to the bathroom mirror and I will keep that there. So then that way, the next morning when I'm waking up and I'm doing my morning routine, then I kind of have an idea of, I already know what I'm going to talk about, but how I'm going to actually phrase it. I take care of that first thing in the morning and then I go about my business for the rest of the day. And then as I'm taking breaks, if I'm running to the bank or if I'm on you know, lunch, or if I'm just getting off a call, then that's my opportunity to check in with that post and to check in with the the marketing that I sent out or the message that I sent out earlier in the day. And that's a way for me to continuously follow up and engage with people and network with people in a digital environment. But I still took care of that first priority and that's getting the message out. So I'm using those conversations that I had on the webinar with my customers, with my leads, and I'm using those insights of of the conversations that I had with them. So the problems that they were facing, why they became my customer, why they continue to still work with me, little trigger points like that, that will help me fuel the rest of my messaging. And so being able to tackle that first thing in the morning goes a long way. The second tip I would give you is if you like your morning routine, you're kind of set in it, set in stone already, I would pick one day out of the week And I would batch it and I would batch four to five different messages that you're going to talk about for that following week, write them all out in a Google document or write them all out in a Google spreadsheet with the date that you're going to publish them. And then that way it's as easy as copying and pasting directly into the platform on the day that you want to post it. So you're still posting it on the first thing in the morning, whenever you first wake up, but at least you don't have to go through the process of thinking about what you want to say. Sometimes, depending on the person and depending on the day or the workflow, it's easier to just crank out, you know, five or six different LinkedIn posts or Instagram posts, crank out those captions, get them saved. And then that way you have a library of content to go back to. And so that way you're not scrambling first thing in the morning and wondering what you're going to post. 
And then you, you probably is just going to end up on the back burner, like I've said a million times already in this show. So consistency is incredibly important. So you can batch it, tackle it first thing in the morning, and then the rest of your business can be, the rest of your day can be focused on running your business, which is what you're best at as well. So you're killing two bars with one stone by tackling it that way. That's what's helped me out the most. And then also managing what you're, I I mentioned, you know, posting it into a spreadsheet or posting it into a Google doc. There's also tools out there, project management tools. A project management tool has saved my life on so many different occasions. I don't know how many of you are out there using project management tools, but things like Monday.com, ClickUp, Asana, uh, Basecamp, these are all different project management tools that you can store all of your information in, your brainstorming, uh, links to the content that you want to share, images, you can communicate with other staff members. Maybe you have somebody that's helping you out with graphic design and they develop the graphics. They can load it right into that project management software. So I don't know how everybody is surviving without a project management tool because it is my Bible. I check it multiple times per day, more so than email. So get yourself a good project management tool or get yourself a good process using one of you know the free software tools out there. I think Microsoft Excel has a free open docs software somewhere. Uh, I, I use Google Docs and I use Google Sheets. So that's the one that I know and that I love. And it makes collaboration pretty easy. But if you follow those different steps, because then you have you have your topics that your customers actually care about or your potential customers actually care about. You have a platform that you own to actually create the content. Then you have that rented land, that distribution place of where you're going to send that content of where your audience is already hanging out. You have tactics to manage it all. You have software to manage it all. And then you also have to promise yourself that you're going to be consistent with this for at least six months, because that is, you're really not going to see much if you do it for two months and then you just disappear. You want to be consistent because once you start spreading messages and once you start talking about your business, you don't just want to disappear for months and months at a time because then your audience is frankly going to forget about you. And the algorithm, it's going to be tougher to build up momentum again via the algorithm. And so keeping that consistency by just carving out 20 to 30 minutes in first thing in the morning is the best thing that you can do for your business. And if you do this for six months, I promise you, you are going to see a huge amount of snowball effect that's going to take place because it's rooted. This, the, all of the things that you're talking about and all of the things that you're posting are rooted in the customer and they're rooted in the leads that you're trying to attract. So the more you post, the more you're going to learn, the more that your audience is going to learn from you and about your company. And it just pays off in dividends. And so that is the blueprint of how I would get started with digital marketing and how I I would advise anyone out there that's listening. If you haven't gotten started in digital marketing, or if you're maybe you stalled a little bit, maybe you started and stalled and you want to get back into it. That is where I would start. Start having conversations with your customers because everything else is meaningless if you're not having those conversations with your customers. So let's move on into a few other hot topics that you might have missed in the month of August. I know I missed a bunch of these and I'm excited to share them with you because, well, I guess not really excited because it's sort of a mild anxiety attack because we have four months left until the new year, less than four months left until the new year. So if you want to start experimenting, you've got that marketing budget that's still left over for the last few months. Here's some different little news topics that you may want to consider Uh, either investing in or changing up your strategy because there's a few different news points, especially from LinkedIn because LinkedIn is killing stories. Stories has been around for less than a year. You log into the app, 
you would notice that some, uh, similar to Instagram and, and Twitter as well, they all had fleets or stories and LinkedIn has decided that they're getting rid of it. Twitter decided about a month ago that they were doing the same. And uh, stories are great on Instagram, but I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but I don't enjoy them on any other platform but Instagram. I barely scroll the feed on Instagram anymore. It's usually about checking out the first few stories, and then I'm out on that app. LinkedIn Stories, I just never, frankly, used it. I, I maybe posted to it a couple times, but I never checked out anybody else's stories. And so LinkedIn got some data back, got some feedback from their users, and they decided they're just going to kill it and Twitter as well. But I think it's it's kind of cool to see these bigger platforms taking a step back and saying, okay, well, we kind of copied this feature from another Snapchat, another platform. And it worked out well for Instagram, but it doesn't necessarily work out well for our audience. I do know that TikTok is experimenting with adding stories into their platform. I do think it might actually work better on TikTok than it has on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, so just something to keep in mind is if you were planning any kind of story type content, you want to keep those on Instagram because LinkedIn is getting rid of it and Twitter already has announced and They've already dished it, I think, completely from their platform. So you can't even post to fleets if you tried. Um, now going back to Instagram, they are killing the swipe up for stories. So if you are one of those lucky few people, not lucky few, there's actually many people who have other 10, uh, over 10,000 followers. That was the prerequisite in order to be able to post a link in your feed or in your stories from Instagram. Instagram famously will only allow you the link in bio. They don't allow you to link in the post. So all of you people who are posting links and comments on Instagram posts, they don't work. So you just stop doing it. But there is another way for you that you might be able to take advantage of in the future because the rumor is, is that they're adding, instead of the swipe up feature, what they're adding is a sticker to your Instagram stories that you can link to from there. But it's kind of a hit or miss because with these social media platforms, they don't want users leaving their platform. They want the user to stay on their platform. So they're not going to, they're not going to prioritize that type of content that sends users away from their platform. So just keep that in mind as you're building out your marketing plans that, hey, this feature might be available, but you might be able to tell your story a little bit better where it resonates a little bit more and it has more organic reach than by posting a link in that story. We all want links back to our content, but sometimes with these platforms, you've got to play the game and the game with Instagram is not sending traffic away from that platform because they will deprioritize you, whether it's in a post or a story or reels, you have to want to, you want to focus on keeping the users in the platform because otherwise your, your content's just going to disappear. Now, the next one that I want to bring up before we bring on Pam is TikTok has passed YouTube for the average time watched per user. This tweet from Reed on Twitter, he's the manager for some of the top YouTube talent like Mr. Beast. And to clarify a little bit, YouTube still holds the top spot for overall time spent, not per user with over 2 billion monthly users versus TikTok's 700 million users in 2020. Now, if you do the math, this is the reason why YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook are all terrified of the continued growth of TikTok. TikTok, frankly, has a better user experience, especially when it comes to their discovery feed and their video. And the best content that's being shared right now is originating from TikTok. You see the watermark on, on Twitter, you'll see it on Facebook, you'll see it on Instagram, you'll see it on all of these different platforms. The best content that's being created on the web right now is being created on TikTok. So you have to figure out a way that you can translate your storytelling because with TikTok surpassing the amount of time viewed 
on the platform per user, then that just means, and they, they have half of the amount of, less than half of the amount of users as YouTube. And so it's frankly, it's one of those things where you have to think about how your short form video strategy is, is taking hold. If you have a short form video strategy and really a short form video strategy is about taking one specific topic about your service, about your product, about your event, and then talking about that in one to three minutes tops. And that's something that you need to keep in mind for the future because attention spans are dropping. We've covered short form video in the past. I've actually linked to it in the show description in case you want to watch that show that dives a little bit deeper into how you can invest more time into short form video. But it can really be used as a distribution pathway too, where you have that, that webinar that you hosted or those customer interviews that you've hosted and they're comfortable with you sharing. You can create several TikToks based off of those two bigger pieces of content. So just keep that in mind. Uh, as you're building out the rest of your marketing plans for the rest of this year, because like I said, we have less than four months until the new year. You're going to be making new goals. You're going to be making new budgets for the, for 2022. So keep in mind of how the attention is shifting in the economy and where the attention is going and where money is being spent on certain features within certain platforms. I think it's fascinating. So that's why I always love to drop those, those, those news nuggets on you guys. And then one more key step before we bring Pam on is podcasting. You're all very young, especially significantly younger than other audiences of other media coming from this uh, image comes from Westwood one. And it's quoting Todd Maffin of D today in digital marketing, where he says the median age of podcast listeners is 34 younger than AM FM radios, 48 and broadcast TV networks is 50. Four. The report says podcast listeners are upscaled, they're educated, and more than half of those in the U.S. are white-collar workers. And 55, this is one of the, the stats that really jumped out to me, that 55% have a household income of $75,000 plus. So it's a, it's a larger income household, and then plus 39% hold management positions. And so with podcasting in particular, it's a little bit higher of an income, and it's a little bit higher of an educational uh, a status, I guess you could say, for a lot of the workers that are out there. So think of that as you're building out your, also your advertising campaigns, because we'll cover that in a future show. Podcasting has really taken off as far as advertising, and the ROIs are, are pretty promising. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show that I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, tech, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on FreightWaves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you. You can find them in the show notes or again over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust and rely on folks like yourself that will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Bromley, and I will see you real soon.